Welcome to She Critiques, where we discuss the new, the old, all things cinema. I'm Mercedes, television producer, certified reviewer, and all-around movie buff. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. So how many of you have seen Judas and the Black Messiah? I have a feeling that you're raising your hand, but I just can't see you right now. But if you saw it, you know right now you're like Mercedes. That movie was so good because it truly, truly was. And I'm not going to dive through it and dissect it all again. If you haven't heard the previous episode that I did with Pistachio, um, please go check it out. We comb through the layers and we review that film. It's on HBO Max now. Please go check it out, especially during Black History Month. It's such a great film about the life of Fred Hampton. And for this episode, this is a brief episode. I want to say it's an extended version, an extended bonus clip. Let's call it that. An extended bonus clip of uh, my contribution to Judas and Black Messiah on this podcast. So I had the privilege of speaking with the star of the film, one of the stars of the film, Lakeith Stanfield, and the director, Shaka King. Um you can see the full video footage of this episode on my YouTube channel, She Critiques, www.youtube.com backslash She Critiques. Go check it out. Just type in She Critiques in the search bar and it will take you to all the episodes via visual footage. Now, without further ado, here are the questions that I had for director Shaka King and Lakeith Stanfield. Hi, everyone. Mercedes here with She Critiques in Atlanta. Speaking of your cast, um, Shaka, they talked about how this film stretched them emotionally and spiritually in the making of it. And I'm just wondering how it impacted you on the other side of the lens watching this. And how did you encourage your cast in those emotionally challenging days? You know, I'm still kind of unpacking the way that it it impacted me because I sat with it so much longer than them, you know. you know, researching and, and writing it. Like, I mean, I remember when the pandemic hit uh, and a lot of people I knew, close friends I had were, you know, kind of going through a dark phase. And I was like, oh, I've been in a dark phase, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so, um, yeah, I'm still sort of unpacking how, how, you know, how it affected me uh, in terms of being there for them. You know, I, I, I just, I recognize the challenge that actors have just acting, performing and inhabiting really, you know, uh, a, a different person in front of a bunch of, you know, what feels, you know, eventually you, you, you know, a crew and a cast form a familial relationship, but essentially you're performing in front of a bunch of strangers, you're naked, you have lights on, you have a camera in your face, it's very challenging. And it's all the more challenging when you're talking about, you know, an icon and someone like Fred Hampton, you know, a living icon and someone like Akua Nigeri, formerly known as Deborah Johnson. Um, but I would always tell Lakeith, who for me personally had the most difficult job on set, that he was making the greatest sacrifice because his, his job was thankless. And his only reason for saying yes to this role <clears throat> was because he thought it was important that this story get out there and that, you know, Fred's words and ideas be, be put forth into the world, but he gets no rewards for that, you know? Um, and so I would remind him of that, you know, in 
those days when he was really, really going through it. And, um, you know, it, I, I know, I hope to help in the moment, you know. Absolutely, thank you so much. No problem. Uh, my question is for Lakeith. Watching this film was excruciating to watch Bill go through this, this inner turmoil, this conflict that he's dealing with. And I just wanted to know for you as an actor, how was it navigating those emotions internally? Yeah, there was a bit of conflict going on many levels. I mean, there was conflict in the character, but there was also conflict within me personally. That, uh, I guess essentially in most uh, interactions, I was trying to lift the veil of that conflict and let it be exposed. Um, and um, I thought that that might add dimensions to the character that don't exist in, or at least didn't exist in my initial imagination of who he might be since I didn't have a wealth of um, accurate knowledge about his personal life, you know, since a lot of the operations that he did were clandestine. A lot of his identity and things he did were not really public knowledge. So I tried to derive mainly the most I could from uh, Eyes on the Prize interview in which he indicated to me that he, um, that he had uh, actually some really, um, you know, regretful um, ideas about the things that he did. And in fact, he wasn't just all of this uh, polished exterior with all this bravado that he tried to push forward. In fact, there was a little bit of fear and insecurity and unsureness about what I saw in him. And I thought that was just more interesting than the big bad villain guy. So I wanted to try and marry the two and try to find some more of an honest place to come from. Absolutely. Breathtaking. Both performances. Amazing, guys. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of She Critiques. I'm your host, Mercedes. You can find me on all platforms at She Critiques. That's C-H-I-C-C-R-I-T-I-Q-U-E-S. And we look forward to the engagement and all the feedback. Take care. <laughs>